Welcome to episode two of Earth School, where we're having a conversation about consciously engaging with our patterns. So, welcome, Sabella. Welcome, Rosie. How are we doing? I'm good. How have you been now since we last spoke? Um, really good, actually. Yeah. Um, it's good to come back here and, you know, sort of have this, this moment where we synthesize and crystallize sort of our findings. And I don't know if you're the same, but, um, I had a lot of conversation with students and with friends and, and things have actually already shifted between when we did the last recording to now in terms of where people are at. Um, and so I think having, having, uh, this conversation around, you know, patterns is, is really, um, apt to the moment. You know, it's one of those conversations I've had with so many, so many students, um, and, and friends where, you know, that question is now that we're currently living all at home and our environment has changed for a lot of us, the job situation has changed, not for everybody. Uh, and we've had to make this, these initial adjustments, which always come with a, with a level of probably of shock and surprise. And, you know, and now that we're a couple of weeks into this and we're settling more, um, into the space, there is, there is this opening, this possibility to me where we can look at all the things that we've brought along with us in terms of pattern, right? Into the space. What are we still doing the exact same as we've been doing beforehand and having a conversation and investigation around where there are whether all those patterns in the way we're doing them and applying them to life are they still serving us. So I'm really excited for this conversation with you today. Mm, yeah. And for me, the last couple of weeks working with my clients, I'm seeing that um, and slight, uh, the similar, but also the a slightly different angle is where a lot of them will be saying to me, okay, I'm maybe at home now and I can't escape myself. So I'm really being shown sort of the, the things that I've been putting to the side or the little patterns that are running my life or the ways of thinking or the ways of being. And I, I can't like, maybe I would have, you know, went for the walk outside beforehand, or maybe I would have, you know, just been busy at work or I would have been out meeting friends or I've been out doing something or distracting myself that even though there, there is still access to plenty of things to distract ourselves in this time, but they're finding they're going, kind of going, it's like, I can't actually avoid it. And for a lot of them, it's beautiful to see because a lot of them are going, I don't want to avoid this anymore which I'm finding like brilliant to work with because it's such an interesting space where they're going, okay, this is stuff that I know I've sat on or pretend it wasn't there, but now I'm deciding, okay, let's take it from underneath the, underneath like sort of the back end of the cupboard, let's, let's lift it out and actually let's look at this and take away the fear off it. Like, so then it's a lot of the reprogramming, like you're saying, and around the, the daily actions, the, interactions with self the ways of thinking the ways of being then like the unraveling of them and the weaving and and knitting of new ways then like which can which is a lovely space to be in because when we have some of us maybe have the space to clumsy clumsily bring in these new ways so we've less of the pressure of have, it has to be you know, right the first time like so we get to play with it in this space as well i think like yeah it's such a gift in that way absolutely because um it does feel like a time where, you know, in a way, not all the pressure is on us because we are all, all new in this, you know, and, and there is this playfulness. And if we wish in some way that a, a sense of curiosity that we can bring into it and rather than having to figure it out exactly, 
what it is and how it is that we want to go forward is that idea of, well, let's just look at all the options that I have available, you know? And I think, um, like we always say, there's two sides to the coins, but the, the, the more maybe um, the light side of the coin is really that while we're living in this microcosm, our selection of choice has been a little bit limited. Um, and the reason why I say that's the light side is because a lot of the times we live in times where we have an overwhelm of the amount of decisions we have to make. And there's sort of this decision-making paralysis. Whereas nowadays, when we're in this smaller and this microcosm in our own home, we can really look at there. There's just so many things we can change, right? And um <clears throat> And to me, that that is uh, that is sort of the 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 way in. You know, if there's just one or two things that you that you know have choice over, it's like okay, how are we engaging in that? You know, how am I choosing to look at the things that I can control? And having that conversation of really deciphering and and, and flossing out in our mind all the things that we thought we have no control over, and at the same time acknowledging what is it that we want to engage in. So that conversation around what where's an opening, where and how can I bring myself into, I think is, is to me where always creativity starts to um, burst out, you know, um, new ways. And like you said, keeping it playful, keeping it... Um, um, yeah, and that 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 adventurous mindset. If we can access that, and of mm-hmm. course, that's that's difficult at times, you know, because if you have a full time job still, if you have three four kids <laughs> around in the house, or you know, if you might be even sick yourself, um, or just you know, have that feeling of the walls closing in. Um, but there are moments throughout the day when we all have at some point that small little glimpse of of insight and, um, you know, climbing into those, those moments, I think is, is, is really powerful. I go, okay, how do I see myself showing up here? And, you know, um, and, and that, 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 that repetition point of what are the things that I'm still doing exactly the same way as I have been doing beforehand. And, you know, some of those are very, very helpful, you know, and to continue doing them on onwards. So, you know, like some as simple as brushing your teeth, you know, we need to brush our teeth yeah. beforehand and need to brush our teeth now. And so there are certain patterns that are really supportive in our health and our, you know, well-being. Um, they're supportive in our way of thinking, but then, you know, there is there is the question sometimes, especially for those of us who are working on a on a smaller schedule or not working at all at the moment. If I'm still exactly the same amount, or have experienced the same amount of busyness I have been ex- beforehand, the invitation really is to kind of climb in there and look at like why is that? You know, mm-hmm. why am I filling my days and what am I avoiding? Um, maybe just that that quietness within myself. And I think there's also a lot around um, this idea that, well, it feels quite nice right now, but it feels right, nice right now. I'm sure it's going to feel bad in a moment. And so I don't allow myself to explore the, the beauty that I might experience just in that moment, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But maybe not giving ourselves, like there's a lot of, can be guilt then as well of, you know, God, I, ha- I ha- maybe if I've been given this space or I have this space, you know, like if I'm not working or if my partner's able to help out with the kids or I'm working less hours or I'm choosing to fill my day in a different way, that there's the guilt around taking that space then, like, and nearly, you know, sort of in a sense, to use the word, enjoying it, like, but going, God, but, but maybe I shouldn't be because not everybody has that space, like. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's, it's like for some of us, we, we have that opportunity to really sit and, and look and go like look back because I'd hear a lot of people saying like you know I don't want like I don't want things to be the way they were like 
And then I go, and life had to get this bad for us to actually nearly decide to change it. Like, you know, because we just, we kept with the wheels going and just because it's just the natural, the the momentum's there. So you just have that natural force of the circles going around, the wheels going around and and you just keep going with it. Like, and then when it's sort of the, like I said, I've been calling it like the treadmill has, you know, when you see it in those kind of sort of funny things on YouTube and all there where this stops and the person, you know, you jolt. And it's like a lot of us have just been jolted. And we're just like, I didn't realize I was going so fast. Like, or I didn't realize I'd forgotten, you know, nearly to brush my teeth. It might not be the physical brush my teeth, but I maybe have forgotten to look after myself or I've forgotten to check in with my friends or I've forgotten to check in with myself or my family or the little little things that sort of feed us and nourish us in so many ways that we're really getting to stand back for some of us and, and, and always and everybody is to really look at what we value in ourselves yeah. and the world and in society and the way we maybe want to be living our life and I know we can go it's all very big pipe dreams like us and all this is the way I'd like to live all the time but it's not the way we want to live all the time but there's going to be qualities off it that we're kind of, that people are going to be going, God, but can can I take that with me yeah, into we whatever so, life will look like after? We were so busy keeping up, right? Um, we're so busy keeping up that we didn't even have the time and, and the energy and the vision to reflect on what is it that we're actually keeping or trying to keep yeah. up on, right? We were all running. We were all running in one direction. And, um, and so many of us, even back then, started to see that in some way but you know as a herd mentality and as a group mentality we look obviously for security and safety to the people mm. either side of us and in in when we're exhausted because there was just such such speed to life and such um busyness and overload that um in, in, a, in, a, in a setting where, where we're so exhausted to then step out from the herd mentality and do something in a different way is very, very jarring to the nervous system. Mm-hmm. And so a sense of safety uh, comes always by doing the same that everyone else is doing, even if on some level we knew mm-hmm. it wasn't really serving us. Now looking back, we may notice that how that, that gap between our inner knowing of where I'm rushing to, A, I don't even know where I'm going to, why I'm going to, and that there is maybe nothing there for me. Between that and then the other side of, um, of yeah, just finding that safety and security by doing this, living a lifestyle of a similar speed as everyone else around us that gap within ourselves is really exhausting. And I think a lot of the exhaustion didn't just come from, from running, but the, the running and not knowing where and why. why? And, and that discrepancy in a known because every time we run faster it is part of us is saying no to another part inside of us that actually knows better that's cutting our intuition out and so i think the invitation now is to really um while we're all sitting now mm-hmm. um mostly i mean there, there's still if you want to there's still ways to find the rushing and the running within the sitting of course but um the opportunity now is to really listen to your intuition you know and to to redream in a very early stage redream how we want to live this life you know in this small microcosm of our own home of you know it's almost like when you remember being a child and you were just playing kitchen or you were playing you know um you know this how to live life in a small version where you know so then we can reimagine to a point where when we get to go out, then we have a vision. Mm-hmm. And I think the other aspect as well is that many of us, we, you know, we didn't even think, A, we had the power 
and also be the the vision to how different life could be. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, who would have thought that we it's possible to close airports, to close countries, to, you know, um, to not go outside anymore. And, and that was so beyond our imagination, you know, a stranger than fiction. And, uh, and now that we're sitting in that, I think there is also a widening, if we wish to engage in that, a widening of our imagination, you know, if that is possible, well, and if that is possible by being imposed upon me, what's possible if I consciously engage with that? Yeah, yeah. It's like an opening of the the mind, like an not the logical mind, but the the capacity that we have to imagine, to vision. Like, and I, I was thinking that during the weekend off there, you know, it's like we're we're so used to maybe following certain steps. You know, like if you do A B C D, you've got this, you've got E F G or whatever. Like, or you know, oh, this is the way you do these things. These are the pathways you take. And now it's kind of like we're like those pathways in a sense are still there, but we're kind of stopped going. Maybe we're seeing our peers or people we know doing things that we didn't think they could do, and then sort of makes us reflect on ourselves. Going, hmm, well, if Mary can go on Zoom, I'm pretty sure I could learn Zoom as well. Like, do you know the amount of people on sort of the meetups I'm doing out there going, like, you know, I figured out Zoom, and they're so, you know, like going, I've never, like, I never thought I could do it, and now I'm on it, like, and I can see you and I can talk to you, like, and this this always seemingly small thing is a massive because it opens their world up. But it's like now, the last few the last few weeks, me thinking it's this part of our mind that we as adults tend to shut down unless we're in certain avenues or our work has that for us, where we're awakening and using that creativity, using the imagination, where we dream and where we, you know, still think of all, you know, like like you see my little nieces and nephew playing with trolls, and you imagine playing with them, and they're in the garden and they're creating this, you know, like you just let it run wild. Where else we're always thinking the create has to be something, be made of something. Yeah. I think now we're in that open playing field of going, why not just imagine the maddest of things? Because then we can always rein it back in. Exactly. Why keep it at a certain little, you know, sort of, oh, maybe this is possible. And I think it's a beautiful opportunity for those who already were thinking of shifting and changing, but was always like, you know, but, but, but I know the security or, I, you know, but it's not the time or, you know, like everything's going well. We're now when sort of the playing field's been opened up in a sense that I think it's a, a beautiful space to go. Why not? Like, and encourage that in each other, you know, I mean, um, we probably all had a, some level at some point in our life an experience where we shared an idea, you know, uh, with someone and someone shut us down mm-hmm. off you know, don't, don't be ridiculous. You know, how do you think you're going to do this? Whether that's, that was at a time shifting out of, you know, of, of a corporate job into maybe more holistic job or whether it was traveling the world or, you know, whatever, or opening a business or, you know, and I think this is, this is the time to really honor that in one another where, um, you know, if one of our friends is, you know, is having these reflective thoughts, how can we be supportive of them? Because by us supporting them, there's a certain part within us that's opening up uh, to that idea. Mm. And so we all teach each other. We're all learning from each other. And I think it, it, it's really that, that invitation to support each other in that journey. And then also to look inwards and go like, yeah, when can I be playful? And I think what you said, um, you know, when you see a little niece and nephews and for those of us that are home with our kids or with our pets, you know, we see that playfulness and it is, you know, we've, we've, we've learned so much to, to create first through the logical mind. And then once we have those boundaries, then we are allowed to dream a little bit within that, that box. Yeah. What if we turn that upside down? So it's not, it's not head 
it's not heart without the mind, but it's like, let us maybe just dream with our, with our, with our heart first, you know, even, even start maybe painting again at home and, 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 you know, all those like ideas of like writing a book, even if it never gets published, you know, but playing with those, those ideas, allowing us to, to be in a space where, you know, we're, we're just creating for the sake of Mm. creating rather than being productive and then out of all of those things that are coming up then we can still apply our logical mind you know that helps us to live in the in the, in the physical realm and go yeah. well okay this is a great idea but if this is um if this is you know your idea of going forth well how do you gonna make money from that or how are you gonna support your family in that yeah. and you know do you think that that's that's realistic in terms of going forward rather than shutting that that mind before any yeah. sort of creativity, um, which I think is also that it's such a seemingly simple, it's not easy, but such a simple change over what comes first through the heart or first through the mind that is either energy enhancing or life force enhancing that vibrancy that we feel or it's shutting it down. Mm. And I think that's also what a lot of us have felt before we went into, into this isolation stage. It's like, you know, that life force has been shut down. It's not so much that, you know, the busyness, but it's like, you know, there are aspects within me that want to live and not every idea has to be productive and make money. And, you know, how I'm engaging in, in, in those, um, those playful around me, you know, mm -hmm. can I be as an adult still, um, playing for the sake of playing there's there's a story i i sometimes tell in in, in school you know when uh, um in class when um a couple of years back where we were living there was this big green outside and um i usually teach that around when i teach handstands because mm -hmm. people get very serious when we when we go into handstand you know because everything is on it all your courage is about mm -hmm. it and you know mm -hmm. and that sort of idea that somehow if i figure out how to do handstand you know <laughs> my life is going to be also beautiful and fixed but um so there's already in that handstand practice so much layered onto it and so the story i'm telling is that they we were living living um a couple of years back and had this big green outside and um there were these couple of kids for the whole summer they were like somewhere between eight and twelve was the range of a couple of girls and all they did is they kicked on that green up into handstand just to fall onto their back mm -hmm. they did not even try to stand in handstand you know the, the fun was kicking up and falling out yeah and and, and, and the funny thing was, you could see over those few weeks, their handstands actually got better, <laughs> you know, but you could also see that was never the point of that whole undertaking. Yeah. And there's something when we turn 18 or maybe 21, when we get into this life where that whole aspect of us is being cut out. You know, there's no more having fun just for the sake of having fun. And, um, and now there's this opportunity to bring a lot of those things in, you know. Um, so when we talk about patterns, it's, it's not just the patterns of, of how I think, but all the structures in our lives, mm. you know. Maybe there's a little bit of room for me to get the canvas back out and, you know, to get markers out. And, you know, or Jody, he is teaching me to play the guitar at the moment, you know, and, um, and just those things that you, and by no means am I musical by nature, <laughs> but there's a guitar there and, and, you know, and it's that, and by no means am I thinking I'm going to, you know, unroll a professional guitar playing career out in the future. You know, that's not the intention and that's the beauty in it. It's literally just to do that. Yeah. Um, I'm knitting a lot and there's actually an expression. I didn't know that there's something that's called a process knitter. And a process knitter is the person that enjoys the process of knitting. It doesn't even matter whether it turns out to be a cardigan. And process knitters usually knit big blankets. 
because <laughs> he can knit for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and he can <laughs> process and, 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 you know, he continue on and enjoying in the process of, and I think that's, that's the invitation at the moment as well to enjoy and look at what are the processes that I have um, and, and are they serving me? Am I enjoying them? You know, that conversation. Mm, yeah. I like what you said about the intuitional, because I see at this moment where we're, it's like, because nobody has the answers, which in one way doesn't often happen because there's usually somebody going, but if you just, and nobody can do that. If you just did X, Y, Z, then you would get where you need to go. That way, so in a sense, there still is those ABCs, but there's nobody really has the answers for us except ourselves. Yeah. So I think for me, there's this beautiful place where we're being really invited to really access that part of us that is always there and that we will try and access, but we maybe don't give enough credence to or give ourselves enough time to really listen to it. And because it's so still and quiet for most people, and the mind is a little bit more louder, um, that it's, it's harder sometimes to really hear and fine tune into. But it's like we're really be given this opportunity to really listen to, okay, I know me best. So I know if I, I need to go nap, if I have the pleasure of being able to go nap in the middle of the day, I can go do it. Or if I want to go out walk, or if I want to knit, or if I want to go play the guitar, that I get to choose the moments that I really feel I need that there. Or when I'm if I'm painting, drawing, whatever it might be, but you're really getting to fine tune into what feels right. Or if you're making decisions around the next steps, even the practical things of work, money, security, jobs, way forwards and all there, like you're getting to feel into whether they feel spacious or whether they feel really contracting, like like is the expansion there when I think about you know, starting my own business or whatever it might be, or going back to work, you know, and even if it feels con contracting, doesn't mean we don't do it, but we can sit and with what is that? Because sometimes there's as much to learn from that phase of contraction as there is from the expansion. Mm -hmm. So I see that with some clients out there, there, a lot of them are saying in the classes and all there going, you know, like I, 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 like I finally had the space to really think about this is what I, this is where I want to direct my energy now for the way forward. Like, and beforehand, they were like, maybe, maybe not, you know, sort of banging against the wall sort of thing and not seeing it clearly. Where else really having a space to even, it's only an hour we meet every week, but they're going deeper and deeper into themselves to really hear what each part of their body is saying about the process. So they're hearing, yeah, you know, don't know. I don't know about that now. Like, you know, I don't think you're fully qualified for that. I don't think that will work. You know, how would you make money out of that? But the, maybe the voice, but no, this is how I'd like to speak about it. This is how I feel about it in the heart. I have the energy for it because we could be dreaming at the minute, but just not have the energy for it, which is perfect too, but we can still dream and vision and hold that space. Like, well, we are energetically in, in, in winter, technically, mm. even though seasonally we're not, but we're in the midst of that, you know, the sun. Yeah, completely. And, and, and allowing for that, uh, to be present and, you know, and so when ideas are coming up in my, how am I, how, how can I hold them without necessarily acting on them? You know, um, and I think right now we there is that invitation of um, as we get now a little, little a little quieter, progressively more and more of us. There is a there's a sensitization process that begins to happen. It's like if you have music on, and you know you turn music down just a little bit, and then a little bit more, and you know, and and after a while 
that has become too loud and you turn it down again mm -hmm. a little bit more and eventually you can turn the music completely out off and then you begin to hear wow there's birds outside and you know and 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 then sitting with this a little bit and then eventually you start to hear your own inner voices uh in terms of your intuition and what are my longings what are my desires what is feeding me with joy what is giving me energy what's robbing energy um and so yeah i love the way you you call it a process you know um i think we are at such an early stage of of the dreaming on it's the winter that comes before the spring and if we if we can stop wishing that the winter was summer we get to see the beauty and the benefit mm. that the winter really brings because also in winter, you see how those, some of those autumn leaves hang on, right? <laughs> They're hanging on till January and, you know, until, until the very, very, very end. And, and it's the same with us. It's a process of shedding of layers. You know, when we came into this time and space where we're at home, um, we weren't the same person as we are now several weeks into it. So maybe certain things we weren't ready to let go of, you know, a few weeks back and now we are but also this process is not only happening now that we're in isolation at home this is actually happening all the time right we're always yeah. in a state of metamorphosis there's always a shedding of the skin and inviting in every in breath is only possible because there was an out breath mm -hmm. beforehand and every waking up in the morning is only possible because there was the night and the going to bed the night before that and so it, 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 everything is connected in this way. And so as we're moving through this process, it's like, okay, what do we notice? What's falling off? You know, that weight of the world on our shoulders mm -hmm. that we sometimes felt like I have to be fill in the blank, you know, or have to do, or I should be doing this or that. Um, as this maybe becomes in certain parts, a little, a little quieter, you know, what are we doing? Are we cramming that space right in again? Or can we allow for, for some, that winter quality mm -hmm. just to, to be present there and, um, and allowing our system to, to recover as well. And I mean, we see this at the moment with less roads, uh, with less planes in the air and less cars on the road, mm -hmm. like the air quality is changing, right? The whole world is recuperating. And to me, that's the macrocosm, microcosm mm -hmm. uh, side of things. It's the same happening within us if, if you're willing to engage in yeah. that, you know? And then we can, when we come out the other side, we can choose that certain structures are still supporting us and patterns are great. And then keep the things up that keep you, you know, alive and yeah. vibrant and that feed you and that allow for your expression. Um, but it goes to me structurally even even deeper because we've created as a society this this Monday to Friday nine to five more or less sort of structure right we we sort of live for the weekend or for for the evening and then we live for the holidays you know we have in our language can't wait for the holidays you know and then eventually I'm gonna wait for retirement and what never quite resonated with me was we're wishing time away right because while we're waiting for the weekend there is a Tuesday a Wednesday a Thursday and a Friday. And one thing we don't know is how much time we've been given. Mm. Money you can make and lose. It's, it's not that, I'm, I'm very much aware it's not that easy, but that is something we have some sort of influence over in that way. But when it comes to time, time is this precious gift and, and, and our power comes from how we engage with that time that we have. And so to wish it away for the weekend and for the holidays and then eventually for retirement, we've seen it. It's not working for the majority of us. And so now we get to reimagine those structures as well, you know, but that takes, that takes all of us. There's not one person or one mm -hmm. instant that can come up with a solution for, for, for all of this. We all, we're all looking to each other and like, you know, in, in our creativity and, uh, and I, 
that's for me also some of some of the most beautiful moments, you know, to have conversations with you and with, with, with other friends where, you know, we're going like, okay, how are you going through this process? What are you doing new? And, and to some extent you can see that even, you know, that exchange online as well, where, where people exchanging recipes and, you mm. know, creative ways of living. Um, and to me, that is using society and using one another in a really beautiful way rather yeah. than the other side of the herd mentality where we're all just racing. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's like sharing and nurturing with each other. Like there's a, something I was reading during, during the week where I was like, you know, like when, when we look back on our life sort of up to that point where we were sort of putting isolation out there, like, or we might've been thinking about it beforehand They go, what, what, like, was the life you were living, were you really alive? Like, and I was saying to a client during the week, I go, sometimes there are questions we don't like to ask ourselves. Because they're like, it's a real, you're looking in the mirror going, was I actually fully alive? Like, do you know, like you might go, yeah, like, you know, I, I was working, I was doing this, but was I alive? Was I, like, was my soul alive? Not just my physicality, my mental body. Was my emotional body alive? Was I laughing? Was I dancing? What Was I accessing the child within me? Was I ac- accessing the wise person within me? Like, you know, was I accessing the fire, earth, air and water? Was I ac- like accessing all parts of myself? Did I remember, you know, like last night, um, everybody's trying to make, you know, the seven sisters in the sky and all. They're like, you know, was that the first time maybe I've walked outside and looked at the stars or been able to even see them in a long time? Have I forgotten I'm part of that as well as being part of the earth? Like, so it was this beautiful part where we're getting to sort of see the multifacetedness of herself, but getting to really sort of stand back and go, you know, if I could, and if I, if I could, blank slate, be fully alive in life at the minute what would that look like mm-hmm. and not everything needs to change probably like a lot of you're not going to go oh yeah get rid of my kids get rid of my husband get rid of the, my job it won't be all of that but it'll be little things you'll go well I enjoyed having you know the morning like that we 10 months to myself or maybe enjoy getting out the paints or enjoy just having the weekend where we were running just to the shops or doing weekly shopping or it'll be the simple things probably like for a lot of people or it'll be the realization I didn't I didn't know how much I valued certain things do you like where we see now what we value the most because maybe we just don't get to have access to it like and more than likely it's it's our family it's our space it's our bit of nature it's just having the bit of freedom to go down the bottom of your road possibly do you know like or being able to just hug someone shake someone's hand you know look at somebody in the eye you know see a full face rather than half of a face that way like you know where i think you know you're seeing only half of me here but it's like that that's that place where we're seeing the little the little things that we place so much value on like so for me it's like where we're looking at us adding the sweetness into life almost like that because I think sometimes when we go am I fully alive we think everything has to tumble to the ground and I don't think it's it's not always a tower moment like they're not everyday situations like but it's like some maybe we've just left out some of the really nice ingredients because we're like oh, sure I wouldn't use that many walnuts and the banana bread so I won't bother getting them like or should only a tablespoon of maple syrup like but I don't want to bother buying the whole bottle for it or else now we're going why don't I just add, like get the full bottle of maple syrup and put on it extra dash off like whatever that might be to us in our lives like and how it feeds us is the way I, I, I'm looking at it like and for myself like like I just standing back and going okay what parts do I want to carry forward if I feel I have more energy now than I did previously what what's different what needs to shift and change can I allow myself to do that what fears maybe am I meeting 
as I do that there? And basically, can I give myself permission to live like the life that I want and not what anybody else wishes or, or, or according to somebody else's instructions or what I think the other people needed, even though they may never have voiced that and it was not what they needed, but it was my perception of what other people needed of me or the way I needed to show up in the world versus how my heart is going, no, this is what it needs to be for now. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you know, well, when we're with people, um, each and every one of our needs and desires is actually so different, right? And um, one of the things I, I love exploring as well when, when, when training yoga teachers um, is watching them grow into them, to themselves, you know, into their own sort of voice, into their own expression. Mm-hmm. And even though they're going through the same training, what you can see is a rising within them. And they will be teaching, you know, if everyone teaches a one hour, you know, asana class, it will be, and even if they teach exactly the same postures, at the end of the training, you can see how their personality, mm-hmm. their, their own vision comes through. And it's so different in every single one of us. And um, when that's allowed, you can see the vibrancy coming up. And to me, that is a very practical way, what you described as well as like coming from a place of love rather than coming from a place of fear. And it's an expression we hear so much, but that's, that's, bringing that into reality, you know, what are my desires? What are my dreams? You know, what I enjoy doing. And like you said, I think there's so much power in, um, in thinking about those things that are close by and the simple things, you know, um, I have a lot of green around me because, you know, they like that just totally nourishes me and, you know, taking the time to bring that around you, um, it's just shifting that rather than, you know, how oftentimes we've created the world out of that fear is so even just out of necessities you know and so because when you take when you take a jar right and you you put all the big heavy responsibilities mm. in first and a lot of those responsibilities um may not even serve us anymore you know in that way we've outgrown them but we put them in because it feels familiar and we're you know and so what's left is that's where the joy has to come in and oftentimes because we were so good at filling that jar with responsibilities there is not that much room with with the joy you know it's maybe that half an hour of reading a book in the evening mm. if, if at all but um and if that serves you by all means continue on but what if we were to take a look what what really our responsibilities are what are they if so I'm a, if i'm if i'm a mother if i'm a you know if i'm a parent um what are the responsibilities that need to go into that jar first just to keep the whole family afloat but then at some point, watch myself how I keep filling up that jar and maybe pause and start putting in the joy, the things that give me joy mm-hmm. um, rather than just the responsibilities. So even looking at a, at a day, one of my very first yoga teachers, um, she talked about an emotional uh, or energetic bank account. And so imagine that your, mm-hmm. your day, your life is, 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 is a bank account, an emotional bank account, energetic bank account, but you can't take an overdraft. <laughs> So when you're going to bed, you know, you can't go below, you can't go below mm-hmm. zero. And so how are you, um, you know, using the energies, you know? And so if you need, if you notice more that comes out of you, where are you taking that in emotionally, psychologically, you know, spiritually, energetically? And so I think we're, we're, we're called into, into, um, a more mature state of our consciousness, a mature state of how we show up, but not the maturity that we often 
you know, we oftentimes when we talk about maturity, we talk about the seriousness and, you know, the responsibility. But when, when I think about true maturity is that, that ability to navigate my life in terms of, can I, can I reach for the joys and the responsibilities? You know, and can I hold myself within that, that pull and push of Mm -hmm. guilt and shame and, you know, all the shirts I should have. And to me, that is the actual maturity. So maturing is to me a way of giving myself uh, permission to bring the joy back in. Yeah, yeah. Because the way you describe it is a little jar, the way I've been describing it to people. This is like, we bought a life. And then we realized we were outside of it and we managed just to squeeze ourselves somewhere in a crack. I went, that, that's, 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 that'll do grand. Or else I'm going, maybe we take ourselves out of that little crack, place ourselves in the center and build our life around us. And not in a, you know, it's all about me kind of a way, but as in, it sustains me because the amount of people I heard in 2019 using the word sustainable was unbelievable. I was like, somebody just, you know, just trended that word somewhere that way. But so many people were going like, you know, I don't, I don't think this is sustainable. Like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. And it's because we had slot ourselves in these little, and I say we, because we all do it. Like, so it's not like, you know, you are doing it. We are all doing it. We put ourselves sort of maybe in the little crack and like lift ourselves out, put ourselves in the center. Our family can be there with us that way, but then build our lives around that there or have ourselves, our family is a big part that's very close to us and build our life around that there, like in the things that we need and take in. Because when I teach energy healing, when I start thinking, when I start saying to you, what are you drawing in and what are you cultivating, what you bring in? They're like, what, what, what? But I want to release, I want to let go and I want to get rid of. And I'm like, yeah, but both, do you know, like I go, and we're going to be navigating both because we never really, you know, get rid of stuff. We integrate it. So it's still in you, but in a different form, like that way. So a lot of it is like, with the patterns, the behaviors, the conscious engagement with life is those little pauses, those little moments, the little questions where we just stop and maybe go, okay, how am I? Where am I? Where's, where's my energy at today? Like, where maybe have I left it? Who have I, who have I given it to? Because I'm like going, I can't, I can't deal with this anymore. So I'm just going to hand it over to somebody else to try and sort out versus can I take it back and have them sit beside me and we can both sort this out or become more aware of how it's exchanging with other people. Like, so when I teach them, I'm always like going, like people go, you know, if they're trying to figure something out and go, but what energy is behind that? You know, I, I love to look at it that way because it takes out the sort of the logical mind of trying to go, you know, put it in a box or try and get a logical understanding of what it is. You know, oh, that's the fear, that's the anger. I'm like, but what's the energy? Because if you can understand the energy, then you can understand maybe what's behind that energy. So fear is just, it's fear, but fear off or fear around or what will happen if that happens or, you know, you dig deeper, I go, but then you get to shift that energy, like, or you get to sort of move a little bit and feed it with a wee bit of excitement or a bit of joy. So you're beginning to sort of dance with them both a little bit, like, yeah. But it's like the little pauses in the moments, I think. And I, I always have said this in healing. One of the beautiful things I've always noticed in it for myself personally is the pause that it gave. Do you know, like, not, like my head got quiet, it did get quieter and all there, but that wasn't the be all end all cure of everything. It's just that pause of, oh, there's that little part of me. Or, oh, there's two pathways I can go roll in the mud. I can wear the old shoes that are letting in the water, or I can keep wearing the new ones and I get to choose. And it's okay 
some days I'm a little bit tired and I go roll in the mud, but I can lift myself back out because you don't get the enjoyment that you would have got maybe 10 years ago out of it. It's not the same feedback, but it's like, I think we're all learning to put on, some of us are putting on new shoes or trying to figure out what kind of shoes we want to wear at the minute. And we're not too sure if we're sort of keeping it like the old ones just beside us going, I'm not too sure how they're going to work yet or what it will look like. So it's just, it's, it's a phase where it's like, it's like misty. It's like, you know, the mist of Avalon and all that, like where everything's a mist at the minute, it will rise. But we're all in there. Maybe we can't see what everybody else is fully doing or what's going on in everybody else's world fully. But we all know things are changing in that space. Like, and if we can do some of the work now, I think it will benefit us in the longer run, like, you know, because we'll need sort of the little stabilizers on us for a while, possibly while everything, the structures are shifting and changing for so many people. Like, so at least if we have the extra little bit, just like last week's episode of stabilizing an anchor, and if we have the little stabilizers, we have that little bit of extra support so we, then we can allow ourselves to dream and to vision and to reimagine life a little bit allowing the the softer side as well to surface right it's that sensitivity towards yeah. everything and um maybe one of the things i always say is like the power often lies in being willing to ask the questions not necessarily in having the exact answers mm-hmm. and i think that that plays straight in what you were saying with 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 the pause you know if we can just unhook from wherever we're rushing to and whatever we think needs to get done next um there's an incredible intelligence within us there's an incredible knowingness within us and when we get to unhook and when we get to 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 be in that pause you know we usually have the answers in the end they might not be there if you pause for two seconds but it's a practice to pause a little longer and then eventually you can go deeper and then eventually you can pause for two seconds and get the same deep depth but first you might need to you know sit with it a little a little bit longer and um and starting to create life from, from that depth, you know, I think that is, that is way more satisfying as well. And, um, going forth as well, I think the way I think about it, and it's one of the ways I always try to look at life is that whatever decision I take, that's the decision that seems to be serving me right here, right now. So that idea that maybe I have one job for the, for my entire life wasn't an idea that resonated very well with me, you know, uh, and we're all different in that way or living in obviously in one country <laughs> for the rest of my life. It's not something that, that resonated that I had to, I mean, if it turns out to be like that, yes, but I always try to look at life through that idea of, well, what what are my needs right now? What are my longings right now? And then create an expression, a physical expression in my life around those needs right mm-hmm. now. And if they happen to change in five or 10 years to give myself permission to do that. And I found that once I gave myself permission, I didn't actually need to change quite that much. It was just the acknowledgement of seeing I have choice. And that moment of, again, pausing on, okay, here's a crossroad. Now, you know what? I think I continue on that, on that path that I'm on. Um, and, and that makes life much more, much more richer, you know? And when we talk about um, empowering, it's, it's, to me, the power comes in the subtlety, you know? The power comes in, 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 the, in, the, in the softness. The power is in like the ability to pause because really, if you're truly honest, even if you never studied nutrition, you know when you look at your, your dinner plate whether what's on your dinner plate is nourishing or whether it's depleting. 
and we all have dinners at sometimes that are depleting and they're part they're, they're part of it but you know uh, not to say that not studying nutrition isn't helpful but on some level you know when you engage into in, in a yoga posture and you know there's that stretch and, and there, there's a level of you that knows this is not the good kind of stretch. You know, this is the kind of stretch where I'm emptying out, where I'm just going a little bit too far, but I'm ignoring that inner voice because I'm either have giving my powers outside to the yoga teacher or the, the personal trainer, and it's not their fault either because it's my power to have them outside, or because I've maybe responded to that inner voice of, you know, you know, I need that strength or that flexibility. I need it right here, right now. Either way, whatever the reason was, I've disowned my own, intuition my own power and these times as things get a little quieter in that way um to me it's it's just doors open portals open to towards that sensitivity you know um what is it that's nourishing me what what is it you know that that i enjoy doing um and and with that actually recreate the life for now whether that's the life I want to have in even two weeks time yeah. or in five years down the road. It, it, but taking that pressure off that, you know, a lot of the times when we do that in, in class or in retreat styles, you know, that, that imagining of like, you know, where, where do we want to head at? And, and the biggest obstacle is usually exactly that. It's trying to get out of that long-term vision because we've learned, you know, you have to have a short-term, a medium-term and long-term goal. And mm-hmm. if you don't have that, you're not efficient enough in this life. And then you don't have a right to dream big. And, um, and to me, that's not always, that's not always the case. Again, it's a little bit like put the, what's the English expression? Put the carriage in front of the, the horse. horse. Yeah. The, you know, instead of the yeah. horse in front of the carriage. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> horse before the heart. <laughs> it's before the card. Um, it, it's it's that that idea that you know it's not wrong to have a long term plan, but maybe I need to start dreaming because this is still like that winter stage mm-hmm. and that early spring stage where things might just come up, and if you put pressure on that that small little seed that small little idea of going maybe maybe I do want to write a book or hmm, maybe maybe actually I just want to work, you know, part-time or maybe, you know, I maybe I want to do reconstruct my whole life and go traveling, or maybe I don't want to change anything. Mm. I just want to see my friends, but like that tiny little seed, if that carries the pressure of how my next 10 or 20 years need to be, that doesn't get to live. And so I think one of the most important things we can do right now for ourselves is to be very kind and very gentle and, uh, and take that long-term pressure off and going mm. one day at a time. Yeah. It's- what I've been sharing with people is like the hermit card, like literally he can only see the next step. I go, that's where we all are nearly. Not well, like even those running the country, we can only see the next step. Like that, and we're entitled, like I've always said that there, like, you know, we're entitled to change our mind. If I look back over the amount of times I've landed in parts of the world and stayed two days and left two days later, like, we're entitled to change your mind. Like back then I would have thought, Oh my God, that's such shame. And I'm looking now going, that was the perfect thing to do. do you know, like, so we're allowed to change your mind. Cause it takes the pressure off this having to be the right decision, the big decision. And it's going to let, let, let be the decision for now. Like, you know, in the word, the, the word that's thrown around everywhere now at the minute, kind of like the sustainable is the pivot. So we're allowed to pivot. <laughs> do you know, like we're allowed to shift and change pull back, move forward fast, pull back again, go down one road, come back up, but go sideways, go left, go right, go anywhere. Like, you know, if we take the pressure off, like I think too often we're trying to figure everything out and trying to get somewhere. But like, it's not about getting somewhere. It's about who am I during this year? Like, 
Mm. You know, can I just be where I am and enjoy where I'm at, take for whatever it is that's given to me at this moment, use it the best that I can and trust that the space that I can sort of mix it. I can use, I don't know why I'm talking about cooking analogies today, but why I can take certain ingredients and mix something out of it if I need to. Cause you've seen that throughout the last few weeks, people have, you know, like there's restaurants doing things. You're like, Whoa, I wouldn't have thought of that. That's a great idea. Do you know, like of how they're getting food to people and still keeping the social distancing or coffee shops doing certain things and just so many people and people online and the way they're working or, or jobs that you thought could never go online, like even in the work we do are creating these different programs, bringing it online. And beforehand, even the person doing it was thought, no, that wouldn't work online. Do you know, like, so it's this lovely part where people are dissecting things that they already know, but putting them back together in different ways. And creating something that is really theirs because nobody else could have done that. You know, like, you know, t- taught that somatic practice online the way they do because it was through their experience they're able to take it apart and then remodel it into something else. Like, and I think it's beautiful to watch from within us comes all these creative ideas w- w- when they need to. But often we don't have that, we didn't really maybe have the opportunity to need that or have that or have the space for it fully. That way, so we're, we're sort of having that space now to pluck away. And when you're chatting about the like the winter and all that, like what comes to my mind is like is like we're these big overgrown trees, and we just never got the chance to you know cut some of the branches down so it can grow in a nice full way. So it's kind of like going every direction, and it's like taking over loads of things. And now we're going, oh my god! Like we're looking at it, going, what could do a little bit of a tidy up, and we're beginning to sort of look and go, okay, well, where do you, where, where would you cut it? And, you know, so it still grows, but grows in a different way. Or maybe I need to, God, I didn't realize we haven't watered that plant in a long time, or we need new soil in it. And when I think of winter to me, it's always like, it's the soil that's been really tended to in that space. Like it's the leaves that are dropping and feeding into that there. It's all of that darkness that, that will lend and give energy to something sprouting and everything that we plant doesn't need to grow like but at least we can go at least I try I, I, I thought about it and thought it was worth trying and I tried it and it doesn't make me a failure it doesn't determine who I am but I learned from that moment and that was a lovely idea but actually I didn't really halfway through it I kind of wanted to stop but I just kept going was it like because you're meant to finish things do you know where we learned okay it's actually halfway through them don't fancy this anymore and pulling back and going a different direction like so to me, it's this lovely space where we're sort of breaking down the little rules and regulations that we might have placed on ourselves beforehand, even about what we can try and what we can't try or what we can do and what we can't do. And we're just going, fuck it, because some of us are going, I need to work and I need to make a living or, you know, I want to be out in the world. I want to be seeing people. I want to be talking with people. You know, I want to be able to chat with my neighbor or chat with my clients and I want to be able to chat with my family. And, you know, so maybe beforehand we wouldn't have put on the video because we didn't want to look at ourselves and we're like going, bugger it. Like if my little niece and nephew can't see me now, like, you know, like or people are showing up, you know, like with their, you know, dressed in their top half and all, all, all messy in their bottom half or whatever it is, but people are dropping certain things that would have maybe been bigger blocks in their way, like, because they're just going, the, the need is bigger than the sort of the limitation of it, like, which I think is brilliant, like. Yeah, we discover, I think, uh, along the process, a whole different aspect of us that maybe have been always, um, there but you know either we weren't connected to it or we didn't um want to have those qualities coming up or you know or we just you know we just didn't know they were existing like 
I would have always been somebody that was hesitant towards teaching, you know, meditation or yoga classes online simply for, um, there is, uh, there's something special when we come together in a group, in a group environment. And, um, now that, that being the only way how I can continue teaching and, and, and staying connected to my students, you know, um, and having taught, um, asana classes and breathwork classes and, um, and meditation classes online, what I've experienced and what, you know, the feedback I got from everyone is that they still sensed everyone within, mm. within that space. And so our capacity to sense each other, you know, now that the physical touch is not there currently, yeah. it opens up that quality, that capacity that we can extend and reach out energetically and uh, on all levels to one another and beyond distance, you know. Mm. Uh, I mean, you're in Ireland, I, I'm here in Portugal, you know, and we can have this conversation conversation together um, that is going so deep. And I think seeing ourselves um, attending classes and having that connection with people even though we're physically not there allows us to connect into that aspect of like wow okay we are energetically all connected you know and we can speak to one another on that level which we always could and was always there but this is something that we collectively at the moment mm -hmm. all discovering it, it com comes up and so to me um one way i i like to look at this is is the way um not saying that this is like a holiday, by all means not, but uh, that's the same lens through, through which I look at traveling as I like to travel because when I'm in different environments, mm -hmm. I get to see a different aspect of me coming up. And so um, that's also what I'm trying to bring into anytime I'm going through a crunch time, you know, when, when you're feeling triggered or, you know, when it's just when you don't know where to go or, you know, where to, you know, and to experience without judgment, experience yourself in that time and then experience yourself in when, when life gets very, very easy for you. And so I think these times when we use them in, in that way as portals or as, as little cracks that we can, you know, what light is coming through um, is, 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 is noticing those capacities that we now have access to. Mm. Because that goes back to what you were saying earlier on in terms of like bringing in before we release. There's this, this, uh, this tradition as well within yoga where we say the way you clean a cup is not by turning it out. You just keep filling in the fresh water until like any sort of mm. dirt that might be at the bottom of the cup is kind of being pushed up and out or it's the the analogy of a snake you know shedding the skin mm. this it's not being torn off before or prior the snake is ready it's like the new skin has formed and then there comes this maturation process into the the metamorphosis again where you know the caterpillar has gone from this mossy state into the butterfly or where the snake begins to shed the layer. And so what's coming in at the moment through those cracks for us, I think is, 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 is really interesting to watch that, you know, what capacities, because as they come in, something else then can go and drop off. Mm. Um, it's, it's one of, one of the ways as well. I, you know, some, some sort of to teach when, 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 you know, when, when the idea of like heart opening workshops oftentimes come around and, the way I look at it is like, I find it very hard, you know, to ask of people just to open your heart, you know, because the reason why the heart, A, to say mm. to somebody, your heart isn't open is, is like, <laughs> that's the, the first stage to, you know, in terms of judgment, but really to, for a softening or an opening to a cure, we need to feel stable and supported. And so instead of just 
pulling skins off and opening the heart and, you know, throwing ourselves into all of this. Uh, the question for me is, you know, how am I supporting myself? And this is what we talked about last week, mm. you know, how am I anchoring myself? How am I stabilizing myself, you know? And now how am I, you know, what's coming in through the cracks? What is coming in through those portals? What new ways of experiencing myself are coming in? And like what you said early on, when we give ourselves the gift of the pause, we can see that. And then we're tapped right into our own power and our intuition that all aspects of ourselves, not just our logical brain goes, well, that way of being, living, thinking can fall off. Mm. And so we can actually engage in that natural process, that metamorphosis process. Um, and, and we use that word co-create with life so often and oftentimes very lightly. But this is the context that that I think of when I talk about co-creating with life. You know, what is mm. what am I being gifted? What is this moment in time gifting me? And and gift I include everything. You know, the 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 pain that comes in at times and the the, the hardest lessons in life, uh, but also uh, the light and the brightness. You know, mm. but what is this moment moment offering me? What is you know life asking me? And what is my answer to that? How am I engaging with mm. that? To me, that is how I look at co-creation. Um, but um, to to slowly um, wrap. Uh, today up what I think will be maybe helpful is to just uh, discuss briefly um, I mean we've mentioned so many but ways people can can tap uh, into that process or how they can you know identify maybe you know certain things and you know even just the process uh, is there anything from from your experience that comes to your mind that that you might want to share with people during those times as they go which we said that essentially it's not just right now right it's also six months time and in five years that that process always goes on we're but, constantly um, going through the changes of transformation like we're constantly going through different cycles in all stages of our life we're going through cycles within cycles within cycles within spirals that way like so there's always layers being peeled off like and like you're chatting about the snake and all there and from like the if you look at a snake when it's shedding its skin like it sheds it off its eyes as well so it's clear in its eyes but it'll go it will go close to the earth it won't do it hanging up on a tree or go head up there like sort of thing would you think it would because it's so vulnerable it would head up high you know and start maybe rubbing off against a tree it goes into like it goes finds a you no know, get stuck between a rock and a hard place so it needs to find very to start with its little nose and start rubbing its little nose and it's a long process where it does it but one of my teachers was sharing that um we've seen snake skin recently and it had two layers so the snake actually shed two layers at the one time. And it was, be, it had, in a sense, had cares, but people owned it or whatever. Like, But they had to help it because it, like, it's hard enough shedding one, never mind two. That way, like, so for me, it's like, A, the support. That way, like, putting the hand up and going, okay, I can't figure maybe the, these patterns out myself or I don't know how to shift and change them or I can't trace them I can't track them I can't get a real full hold of them I don't really know if they're mine if they were conditioned or if they've come through my lineage you know I don't I don't actually know if I have tools to shift and change them energetically that way you know because maybe I've tried to you know the talk my way out of it but it hasn't really landed energetically in my body therefore maybe not fully rippled out into my life so for me it's a support and that's sort of connected with the snake being really close to the earth but it also needed humans to help it sort of to, to shed like 
that way. So one would be sort of putting the hand up, getting the support or finding in your own space that little place that offers you support through, through whether it's through your self-practices, whether it's through like reading, exploring. But I'd say if you're out looking for the information and taking it in, one thing I say to everybody is only go with what really, no A, where you're kidding yourself and going, oh yeah, that's not true, but it's hitting a nerve. But really listen to, does that feel right for me? Because there is so much information telling us how to do things in the self-development world, but we're so unique. So that's where I think the listening to the self and really knowing, okay, do I feel that that really resonates? Do I feel that's what I need at this minute? Do like do I have questions around that there? Does it not make sense at all? Or maybe is it just hitting the nerve and it feels a bit close to the bone? Because then I can address that as well. But it's sort of really learning to, for me, it's like the standing back because we can have all the tools and the practices, but like what, what one maybe do I need at this moment? Like, And sometimes it is. I don't need anything and I actually just need to be here in it. And it's kind of like, just like when we're in things anyway, they have a natural momentum. They'll kind of take us with them to where we have to look at them in whatever way we need. But rather than sometimes trying to rush our way out through it, the snake can't just, you know, like come flying out like a cartoon and come out the other end going, there now, brand new skin, here I am. It kind of has to go through the process of the Christ, this is painful, this is sore, this is annoying, it's really warm, it's really cold, you know, everything's scratching at me, everything's annoying me, you know, but it knows it's just, it's only one part of the whole process. And there is the newness afterwards. Like, so for me, it's the, for people then to remember the cycles. Everything's temporary. It might not always feel that way, but everything's temporary. Everything's got a beginning, middle and end. And it may never have an end, but it's got that spiral effect of it's always shifting, always moving. So I always find great peace in that there, no matter what phase I am in. So if I am in the summer, I'm like, I'm mulking this and I am going to soak up every inch of this into my cells because I know this won't last forever. Do you know like So then when I come into the winter, the autumn, when I'm in those phases, I'm like, okay, I can remember the ones I've done previously. I can take what I used during those, but can I just let this be where I am now without feeling I need to get out the other end? Like, and especially with where we're at at the minute and in life in general, I think if we can just go, okay, one wee step at a time, what's the right, what's not even the right, but what's the most aligned thing for me now at this moment in time? What's the next most aligned thing for me at this time? Or the question that I give to anybody who comes to me, anybody who knows me, knows this question is to ask yourself, what do I need in this moment? And then can I give myself that? Rather than maybe looking for somebody else to figure that out. You no, know, my partner should bloody well know what I need. Like, or my kids should know, or my boss should bloody well know what I need. You know, like where we actually just go, what do I need? And can I give myself permission to give that to myself? Like, so there'd be my, I think, three or four little things. So the earthly support, hands up, or look within the filtering through sort of the intuition, checking in sort of knowing what do what really resonates, what feels really good in the body or in the different levels. The little checking in, what do I need? And I can't remember what else I said. The cycles. They've been my four. And then I will stop. For me, I mean, you know we could go on and on forever, but to bring it down to maybe, maybe two. Um, so for me, movement is always one. Um, and movement can be from a very intense to very gentle. It can be from specific asana, very well aligned postures to 
dancing. Um, it can be if you're in bed, it can be a conscious big stretch and wiggle in bed. You know, it can be the full spectrum. But like you said, when the, the snake came out of the skin and it needed actually the humans to help it, but the snake itself has to sort of wiggle out as well. And, and so sometimes when we are in these times that feel unfamiliar, uh, we can kind of brace and hold and get stuck. Mm. And, um, and so the, the movement as well is in a way that whichever way you choose to move, uh, rather than trying to tear the skin off you, it's literally just moving with that idea of creating fluidity, creating fluidity in the physical body, creating fluidity in your breath, creating fluidity in your energetical household. You know, you can ask yourself, uh, where do you feel the energy is being stuck? You can ask yourself, which part of my body muscularly mm-hmm. do you feel more? Do you feel my whole back body like you know, like like a board tends up or the front body? And then not pulling on those areas, you know, because there's a way of working actually with yoga uh, asanas is that you never go there where the issue is. You go everywhere else and you create mm-hmm. fluidity and alignment and then the issue will actually detangle itself most of the time all by itself. So, you know, fluidity, wriggling, making sure uh, on all levels, things don't get stuck and you can take that movement even into your mind. So if you find yourself repeatedly thinking the same two, three thoughts over and over again, you know, you, you know, you know, some of you enjoy Sudoku, some of you enjoy like a puzzle. I used to do, don't judge me for it. I used to do math equations in school to take my mind off the stress studying for French and English because math just came easy to me. My brain can relax in that way. So whatever it is to take your mind off, read, read a book. And during these times, sometimes it's great to le- le- read uplifting books and mm-hmm. books that educate us. But sometimes you just want to take, take any book, any novel, any story that is not yeah. designed to make you the better version of yourself. You know, I think that is, especially in those times, that's not to pull this yeah. off. It's just, just to, just to keep movement. So that's number one movement on all levels. Um, and the other aspect, um, links into what you said, the cycles. And so what I would look at is I would look at, um, just the way we were talking about the seasonal cycles here on earth, which, which are all connected to where the sun is in relation to, to the earth, you know, um, I would extend that even further and looking at the cosmic cycles and look at what sort of transits are happening, where are the planets, because those planets really are just aspects of our consciousness. The macrocosm mm-hmm. is just a mirror of the microcosm within us. And so that would help me then indicate and has helped me so much and especially for those who are maybe very much uh have that 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 logical brain that needs something clear and and i i personally for me it's both i need something that that the logical brain can anchor in but then also that free flow of movement where it's like i don't even want to know what it is right now i'm just kind of moving through it and breathing through it um so for for if that's logicalness kind of kind of comes in for me looking at transits um, because when we look at a transit, so that's where um, the current position of the planets are in relation to our natal chart. Into an, and the natal chart is our natural blueprint. And so when we look at where are we being triggered and when we look at these transits, what can be an indication is what you said. is like, oh, oh, I'm in a winter phase or I'm in a phase where, where Neptune is transiting. That's why I cannot really have those clear thoughts at the moment. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm more, you know, where it's all about the process rather than the outcome. Or is it like, you know a saturn return a saturn phase and very much like for those of you into astrology you know the saturn pluto configuration that idea you were talking early on about cutting cutting the trees off uh, you know that is such a, or the you know the tree that has all these leaves and never been trimmed or pruned in any which way saturn is that quality of you know bringing that in and so looking at those cycles and then looking back in time and think that's where it's really interesting when was the last configuration mm. between what's going on now 
you know, maybe maybe 12 years ago um, to go into that growth that Jupiter cycles, like where was I 12 years ago? What's been triggered? What is similar? What is different? And so um, we get to explore ourselves very similar to what I mentioned early on with the traveling. We get to explore ourselves in similar situations, but the spiral is different. So those mm-hmm. are the two uh, movement on our levels and then looking um, at the cycles um, here on earth through mm-hmm. the sun, but also cosmically and see where we are in relation and relation to that. And then, and then figuring out, you know, if it's winter time or if there's like, if you go into a massive Neptune transit, it's like, you, you just make sure to breathe right now. It's not the time to create a business. It's not the time to really sort out your yeah. life. It's like, can I be in that? So it's that surrendering quality if that's what's coming up for you, you know? Mm. Um, so they, I find they're they really helpful. Those yeah, because with the cosmic cycles, you're, you're learning the energy that is available there and then you're getting to choose how you, how you interact with it. Like. And that's, exactly. that's where the empowerment is in it then. Like, so we're all thinking, am I going crazy? Should I be? You go, oh, okay, so this is what's available. This is what's been left on my cosmic table. So this is what, what I'm going to lift up and use, or this is what I'm going to, I don't know what to do with that one yet, but you're learning to interact with it. Like, yes, gorgeous. Beautiful. Yeah, it's co-creation again, you know, mm-hmm. rather than just hands up and giving up. It's totally different than a conscious surrendering into if you know there's a certain, you know, a certain cycle that's happening at the moment. And it, it's super, super empowering. It's this conversation we have usually with friends, like, is it just me or is it? And then your friend goes, no, I don't experience that. You know, so, mm. so certain things are individual for us and then certain things we all move mm. together yeah. collectively like at the moment. Yeah. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Well, thank you very much for our little talk today. Thank you so much. It was so, uh, just always so uplifting. So I hope everyone um, enjoyed listening and um, and just, you know, um, see what resonates for you, you know, and, and sometimes what I find with, with, with podcasts or with, uh, you know, conversations like this, it's nice to listen to it over again in a couple of days, a couple of weeks and see what else comes up for you. Cause we're so multi-layered. Yeah. And sometimes we take lots of information on days later, we receive another little bit, just like with books and something we've ever studied. Like, yeah. So thank you very much for listening and we look forward to reconnecting with you next week with another little episode. So enjoy. Bye. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Earth School podcast hosted by Rosie McNally and BB Dan. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdalman.com and thethirstysoul.com.